everyone. I'm Audio Nerd 64. And I am Big Nakuma. And we are your gamer. Did you make that up or do I have to make some bullshit comment to make that fall under fair use? If you don't know, then either I'm a genius or no one's going to care. <laughs> okay. Get this in the cease and desist first. Uh, logging on. We're talking the Dice Awards, Half-Life, Alex, G-Force, now, now, now. E3 2020, or what's left of it. Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Darksiders, Genesis, Animal Crossing, New Horizons, and HQ Trivia. These past two weeks in Nerdum, we're talking Birds of Prey, Sonic the Hedgehog, and the Borderlands movie. And we got a short and sweet home screen for y'all because we didn't play any new games. We didn't, didn't play, play any new games. games. Uh, you know, it's hard sometimes. The Division 2 and Apex Legends are on the docket. So let's dive in with the Dice Awards. In a shocker, one that has created some drama, Untitled Goose Game has won Game of the Year at the Dice Awards. Cedric, what are the Dice Awards? I forgot. Last week it was World of Warcraft. This week it's the Dice Awards. I just, where, when is it going to stop? <laughs> I Dice stands for something. It does. And why I can't remember what it stands for is quite embarrassing. Oh, my God. I don't actually do think... I actually am not sure exactly how it's a um, in, in a in acronym. It's the Academy of Interactive Arts and Sciences. Okay, we got it. Okay. Well, DICE is... Design, innovate, communicate, entertain. That's what the... Mm-hmm. That, it doesn't make a sentence, which kind of is no, silly. Not. But it's, you know, the big game developers conference where all the developers get together and talk about shit. And the Academy of Interactive Arts and Sciences got together and gave Untitled Goose Game the big, the big cheese, the big prize. Congratulations to them. So if... The Game Awards are like the Golden Globes and the Dice Awards are like the Oscars. Wait, I know we have made that comparison before. Yeah, we absolutely have. We've definitely made it before. Okay. I'm just reiterating. Reiterating. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I forgot it. You got to meet that. people where they are. You got to meet me where I'm at. That's also true. Which is never, I don't know. I just, I forgot. Agreed. Congratulations. A huge deal, I think. Wait, why is it causing drama? Well, is it a game? Really? That's really? That's what people are saying? Is it a game? (sighs) Really? I'm so tired of that. Listen, not every fucking game needs to be for you. I played Untitled Goose Game as much rave reviews as it was getting, as many people as were talking about it. I was kind of like, eh, it was okay. I got what I needed out of it. I did one level. I was like, oh, I get it. <laughs> so you played it for 15 minutes? I get it. <laughs> so yeah, you played I get 15 what's minutes. exciting about it and uh-huh. what people find interesting. It's just not for me. That's not what I personally love. We've said that before. And I think it's fantastic that it won because I think it's important that indie game creators are held up in the spotlight. I think it's important that House House is doing the stuff that it's doing. We were just talking about their whole giving back campaign to Mm -hmm. the indigenous folks in Australia. So I just think there's a lot going on here that I really like. And if you played Death Stranding and didn't think it deserved Game of the Year and you didn't think there was any other big narrative blockbuster game that came out, like you didn't think Jedi deserved it. So... You went with this really cool, fun, quirky game that took over the internet. It did. It was the Beyonce self-titled of the game world this year. Look, sometimes I have to make comparisons to Beyonce, and I want to not be judged. It's fine. I'm not judging. Just came out of nowhere, just dropped, and People were talking about this game that I did not know played video games at all, let alone were going to get on the Goose Game train. 
No, I mean, I I mean that seriously, not even in a jokey Mm kind of way. Like, I am surprised the number of people that I saw who I've never seen talk about any video game of any kind ever talking a lot about the goose. The goose's impact. Mm. Good for them. Anyway, outstanding achievement for an indie game also went to Untitled Goose Game. Outstanding achievement in audio design, Death Stranding. Mm, Really? Action Game of the Year, Control, Adventure Game of the Year, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, Family Game of the Year, Super Mario Maker 2, Fighting Game Mortal Kombat 11. Wow, really? Yeah. What? What? Super Smash? Yeah, I guess. Super Smash. No, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like a lot of people still Wait, have- Super Smash didn't come out last year. No. I just feel like people- you, you Like, Mortal Kombat is, is super divisive, I, always, I feel. I you think know? it's divisive because of the the DLC bullshit and the microtransactions. No, I'm talking the controversy with just the violence of it. Wasn't there some developers that were like, "Yo, this stuff is violent," and we're really and we're watching really violent content, so we gotta like dip a little bit. This is a little too much, right? I just not even like I don't care about. No one cares a fuck about the DLC. That's not gonna make or break an award. I just thought that like the community was like, mm, I don't know about this one. I don't know because I'm not in the community like that. Hmm. Me neither. Couldn't tell you. I've heard good things other than the microtransactions and DLC stuff. Yeah. Uh, We'll link the full list, but still want to shout out Apex for getting online game of the year. Woo! Disco Elysium got story of the year. Outdoor Worlds got role-playing game of the year. Um... I don't know. I, I think these are all solid choices, and they make sense to me. Yeah, sounds like a much more diverse uh, offerings of awards for sure. Yeah, kind of like the same two games being awarded. So that's good to see. Agreed. Uh, and Death Stranding got something good for Death Stranding. I guess I don't understand that award for Death Stranding, but <laughs> okay. One thing that was really weird, though, mm-hmm. speaking of Death Stranding, um, the CEO of Epic gave the keynote. Don't really understand why there was a keynote at. <laughs> it's like that weird, like award show, conference award show hybrid thing that everyone's doing now. Is nope. everyone doing that now? I, I mean, I feel like that's what like Third Coast. I, I mean, for podcasting, that's what like Third Coast and RNFS is. You're like. Uh, I'm going to a conference festival. But the we gotta figure out a word to combine them too, because it's like a bunch of shit happening at once. I know? see. So, oh, let's just get all the people together and get drunk and talk about our field, but also give out an award or two. Okay. Well. Yeah. Anyway, Tim Sweeney got up there and was basically like, "Um, games shouldn't be political." They just really shouldn't be, and everything should just be like, hey, we love each other, everything's good, and like, hey, let's hold hands. So he voted for Death Stranding to win Game of the Year, for sure. think that the people who won for Disco Elysium were just like, uh... Yeah, I I actually thought about that. I I (laughs) wish that I had a reaction. Like, maybe they were there, and there was a reaction camera that zoomed in on their faces. I don't know. Fuck that. Yeah, that's... It's so annoying on several different levels. If you take Gears of War, for example, the Coalition currently makes Gears of War, but Epic originally made Gears of War for Microsoft. And Gears of War is a fucking war game about soldiers who have PTSD and the horrors of war and the reality that the horrors of war leave on everyone who's impacted by the struggle. Like That sounds apolitical to me. (laughs) There's nothing political about that at all. At all. That sounds They make a lot of commentary. Do they? The second game (laughs) is essentially, we need to find this nuke and detonate it. And what is the moral and ethical question of wiping out completely our opposition? Is there even a question there? Some characters are like, no, there's not. Fuck them. And some characters, eh, 
maybe this is not a good thing. Maybe we shouldn't be doing this. And it culminates in the third chapter. But the whole game is about, it's about war and the implications of that. And yeah, it it clearly is apolitical. I I am reading into it and don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, apparently. Yeah, stop putting, look, it's just such a ridiculous thing to say. It's It's actually super annoying because I, yeah, you can't have it both ways. You can't be like, video games are like the greatest medium of all, and we can learn so much from them, and they're these, these great pieces of high art, and everyone works so hard, and blah, 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 and then be like, but there's no message in there. Right. What's the point of the art if there's no message? Are you saying that movies, for the sake of being movies, are, are not supposed to have messages? And like, I don't, you know, I'm not a strong believer in that, like, something has to have like a strong message or whatever. It could be just... Thought-provoking or whatever, blah, 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 blah. We can, you know, we don't have to get into all that nonsense. But to say we don't need politics and games, that that doesn't, no. It, just, it doesn't work that way. And it didn't go up on, like, you know, the dice stage and be like, hello, the Academy, and all the people who worked really hard on their political games. What are you doing? You're all idiots. We're like, never going to give you money, and we're never going <laughs> to help you. That's so weird. Say that on Twitter. Say that for Twitter. Don't do that when you have a fucking platform. No one gives a shit. Well, I mean, I guess some people give a shit. It's just, it's just so weird. It's weird. Hmm. Oh, well. What are you going to do? Another completely apolitical game, Half-Life Alex, mm-hmm. is officially coming out on March 23rd. That's the VR one, right? It is the VR one. You're going you gonna to get a... a, a... No. <laughs> I, would, I would... Look, if Mark Zuckerberg wasn't going to be in my house, I would totally get an Oculus. You're essentially allowing Mark Zuckerberg access, <laughs> direct access to your eyeballs. To your eyeballs. No, thank you. The, the lasers are going right into your eyes. No, thank you. I mean, technically, the um, that Avengers thing that we did was, was Oculus. So. Yeah, and, and guess what? I've, I've felt a little twitch ever since. Something's going on. <laughs> Shit was very cool. But it wasn't in my house. I'll say that. Um, yeah, I mean, VR is expensive. No one wants to buy that shit. Also, who is the room? I live in New York. Uh, you're right. I... If you like it, we love it. Uh, <laughs> if anyone, I don't know if we even know anyone who gets I don't know anyone into who VR, VR like that. No. Which kind of sucks. I wish VR was, like, more accessible. I feel like anytime that something happens in VR, we're like, damn, VR. I guess. And that's it. <laughs> it's like, okay, they're doing stuff in VR. And the thing I is, can enjoy nothing it. I'm going to be able to do at home is going to compare to the thing that we went and did for the Avengers. Yeah. So, okay. VR is so cool, though. Damn. GeForce Now is something that you can do in your house. I had no idea about this. Really? You haven't heard about it? No. I've heard very little about it, but NVIDIA is getting into that cloud streaming. It's basically a direct competitor to xCloud and whatever the Sony thing is called. It's just streaming. Uh, It's of great interest to me, though, because I could play PC games on my Mac. Oh, yes. So I'm strongly considering trying this out. Any any details about it? It's a subscription-based model. It's in the beta right now, but I believe it's just an open beta. They let everyone sign up for it. You can get a limited time premium uh, edition or something like that, like a founder's edition, uh, and and that gives you some extra features for a while. Hmm. There's also just a free version, but they limit you to an hour at a time. <laughs> okay. That might be a good way to get me to not overdo it, though. Oh, yeah, or just to see if you like it first. Well, if it works, it works. True. I just, no. I just feel like streaming, everything is in beta right now, and... Stadia is in disarray, so no one's really no one's really doing it doing it yet. Do we have anyone that's been using XCloud on their Android phone? Not that I know of. Sucks. I hear the Apple one's coming out soon, but it's super limited. Um, I'll have to look into that. See if we can try to get into that. 
It's not perfect yet, though, because some big publishers are saying no. Oh. Probably because they have their own shit happening. They want you to use their own stuff. I mean, they're... (laughs) I get why some people would be against it, but of course, it's exactly who you think. Bethesda, EA, and the like. (laughs) I just feel like this is going to become the Netflix, Hulu, YouTube Red, uh, Peacock, blah, blah, of the gaming world, and I'm not happy about it. Maybe. Is xCloud going to be something you have to pay extra for? I bet it's just going to be bundled with Live and Game Pass. I didn't think about that. Hmm. Maybe. I don't know what the other ones are going to do, but we'll see. What I would really like to know is if the sophistication of this gets to a point where I can play PC games natively on my Mac, then do I need to have a PC at all? That's mm, that's where that I would like to question. get. Because right now, I can go get the subscription for GeForce Now, and on a PC laptop, which I could probably fish out of my closet somewhere, I just have to download Steam, buy whatever game I want, and then activate the subscription, and then voila, I can play it on my Mac, no problem. Right. Well, let's move on to E3 2020. Jeff Keighley made a big old announcement on, I think it was Twitter. It was Twitter. That's where people tend to make announcements these days. Uh, he will not be returning to the E3 Coliseum event. Wah! Uh, it's so clear that he wants E3 to fail and that he wants the Game Awards to become the new E3 that I don't quite know why so many people gave him the attention that they gave him about this. <laughs> uh, that's that's why I didn't remember if it was on Twitter or not, and I should have remembered because I remember looking at it and then swiftly rolling my eyes and forgetting about it, because who cares? He was so petty about it. He, he was like, <laughs> uh, am I even going to go? Well, to be honest with you, I think they could do so much better that, is it really worth it? I don't know. Why he said that? I mean, in so many words, he was nicer about it, but that's what he meant. He was like, not only am I not going to do a show for E3, I'm not even going. (laughs) That's that's a lot. Because like nobody asked for that. Like, just, just don't go. The problem is, Microsoft gave him a huge get. They announced the Series X on the Game Awards. And so he is feeling really big for his britches, I think. Which is not to say that he doesn't deserve it. In a, like, he's a good host for what he does. I don't particularly like the Game Awards. I know that you hate it. I hate um, all awards. <laughs> I, he's not a bad host, no. generally speaking. I just don't get why he thinks that that he, like needs to be the Oprah of gaming. (laughs) (laughs) He would be the person to like make a magazine and just put his face on it all the time. Yeah. He has that energy. (laughs) Absolutely. It is all about him. No disrespect to Oprah, but if that man ever puts his face on a magazine... He actually might Hideo Kojima the whole thing. Like, I bet with any layout of Googling, by, you will find his face in a magazine. Photos, by Bylines, by <laughs> Editing, by Reporting, by Ads, by Anyway, we will continue to <laughs> share with you the decline of E3 as it happens in it's, real time in front of really our faces. It's really fucking sad. It's, it's kind of sad. I think it's in major jeopardy, and I got— Let's let's divert into real life for a second because I didn't put this on the agenda because I wasn't sure how much we care about this. It is kind of a big story, but it's also kind of not. To me, Sony is not going to PAX East in Boston or to another big conference whose name I'm completely blanking on right now. They're not going to PAX East either? No, and it's because of coronavirus. There is a confirmed case in Boston. They're saying that because of the situation, they don't feel safe going. They don't feel safe putting their employees there. Marty Walsh, the mayor, like wrote a whole <laughs> letter to them, like, it's kind of racist. <laughs> like, don't do that. <laughs> like, we're 
that's mm. <laughs> it's it's wild uh, that this is happening. But E three is going to be happening in a few months, and the projection right now is that this is going to become a pandemic of some kind. That the public health infrastructure in the United States is not going to be able to handle it. So I think there are nice. real concerns about this. And E3, there's no way. If if we're at like pandemic levels in a few months, there's no way that they're going to let E3 happen. Yeah, I guess not. I just, I did not know that. I'm out of the loop, damn. That's, yeah. Really? I didn't want to bring it up because... They'll just do a direct, you know, we'll still get the information. They were supposed to show a live demo of Last of Us 2. Mm. So people were excited and people are definitely disappointed that they're not going. But I do think the racism aside, because there's absolutely anti-Asian racism going on right now. People like not eating at Chinese restaurants and stuff. That is shenanigans. Yeah, Not wanting to expose your employees to a large public event where people could potentially have been... Uh, infected, that I get. You know, you have to pay for that healthcare. <laughs> no Medicare for all yet. All right, let's get into some happier news. Ori and the Willow. Fuck, it's so hard. Ori and wow. the Will of the Wisps. I want everyone to know how many hours I spent editing him saying those words. <laughs> None. Ori and the <laughs> Will of the Wisps. I'm going to say it like that every time. I don't know why. Um, it came out. It did come out. And we were very excited about this game. So I guess I have to buy it. Uh, have fun. I have no money. It's so cute. It is cute. I'm just going to watch it on YouTube. But I have no money. I do want to buy it, though. I want to play it so bad. I don't like platformers. But I'm sorry. Animal Crossing yeah, is coming Animal out Crossing. next month. Uh, real quick, before you talk about Animal Crossing, Darksiders Genesis also came out. It came out on Valentine's Day, which is kind of weird because it's a Diablo-esque game. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't do that. I rebuke it. Devil Games. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> Animal Crossing did do an info dump, and I know you're itching to talk about it. They did a big old direct, and we are going to fucking get into it. And I got to start off with, they had me in the first half. Not going to lie. Animal Crossing New Horizons, we got a whole new structure. We are coming to the island an island. You get to name the island. What are you going to name your island? What? Oh, you're not going to play this game, right? Yeah, no. <sighs> so I have to name my island. Um, and it's deserted. Like, for real, for real. So you get there, there's like two other people. And they're like, hey, what's up? This island is deserted AF. What's good? And you just like make a tent. You help people. And all that other shit. It was um like an infomercial for Nook Inc. Because, of course, Tom Nook is funding this whole thing. Okay, Uh, so it's colonization. So it's colonization. You love to see it. (coughs) As you play the game, more people are like, hey, what's good? This island looks good. What you doing over here? Let me get all up in the business. And you get more shops, more attractions. So I was like, where's the museum? I want to put the fossils somewhere. Where's the aquarium? Is Mabel and Abel going to be there? I love Mabel and Abel. Mm -hmm. They're great. But you don't know about Mabel and Abel, do you? No. (sighs) Sorry. Towards the end of the direct, we even found out that you can fucking terraform your island. So this is basically Minecraft, but in Animal Crossing. Oh wow! It's it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, I can't wait for whatever little stupid cafe that's going to come up. You can catch a performance from KK Ryder. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh. Yep. 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 And like I said, Tom Nook is funding the whole thing. So like, you're actually funding the whole thing with. Labor. Mm. Can you revolt? No. This is animal crime. Can you kill Tom Nook when he runs for president? (laughs) No. You can't. (laughs) No. No, you can't do that. Hmm. But. Not my kind of game. There is a new way to pay for all of your expenses. So you already start off with debt. But Tom Nook is hooking you up because you've been that guy for... However many games we've been (laughs) 
suffering through this. Uh, Interest-free. So it gives you your bells. You could pay it back at your leisure. Okay. But it still hangs over you like a student loan that you're never going to pay off. Um, and they have a, new, a whole new currency system called Nook Miles. So they're basically like little in-game quests. And it looks like it's going to be a bunch of shit that you're going to just be doing anyway. But then you can be like, collect 20 fish, and then the 20 fish will get you Nook Miles, and the Nook Miles will go to your debt. That makes so, sense. Yeah, it's basically, this is like the millennial version. Like The game grew up with us. The game knows we love experiences. And that is how we're going to be paying for things in Animal Crossing New Horizons. Oh, my God. Yep. Uh, and, of course, with any new millennial game, there is a Nook phone with apps. You have your map. They have, like, a little rescue service in case you get super-duper lost, which is kind of confusing. I don't know how you would get that lost where you need, like, a, a service to come get your ass. But, you know, mm-hmm. that exists. Um, I don't remember. I know if with Pocket Camp you could be black. I don't remember if the last console game you could be black or of color. Um, but this is the first time that I will be black in Animal Crossing on a console. So that's a big <laughs> deal for me. Specifically, I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy. And yo, the natural hair. I was black on a console in Animal Crossing before you, apparently. Oh. Well, you didn't really like Villager and Super Smash, but I did. Oh. <laughs> that shit don't count. You full of <laughs> Nonsense. Nonsense. You weren't talking to animals and making animal friends. You weren't Animal Crossing. You were beating the snot out of Sonic. Wait, does the crossing in Animal Crossing refer to crossbreeding? No. What oh, is wrong okay. with well, you? Just, the way you said that. You're traveling. You're crossing <laughs> boundaries. Yeah, you're exactly. That's what that sounds territory, like. Territory, like not. Oh, you. Oh, God. <laughs> I, ugh, I hate you. Oh. Uh, Isabel, our girl, will be there eventually. Um, and this is cool. On the console, on one console, you can have up to eight people. That's sharing. a reversal. That's what? A reversal. What do you mean that's a reversal? They were like one person per console. Yeah. Now it's eight. They used, no, the original Animal Crossing, you could have four. I'm saying like four people. When they announced it on Switch, people were pissed off because they were saying one save. Oh, really? I didn't realize that. Yes. Oh, wow. That's why I said it's a reversal. Oh, well, now I get it. I was not in the rumor mill that early. Uh, Okay, so now uh, eight people can share an island on one console, so eight different, you know, saves or whatever. Uh, And you can actually play with four people at the same time on the same console. So you could just hop in with your little rinky-dinky tent, and I'll have a big-ass house or whatever. I'll be playing it so much, you could just join me Mm. if you want. He won't. Um, (laughs) and then with online play you can have eight people visiting your island which I think is amazing I can't wait for the group animal crossing selfies I'm already organizing it with gamer friends join our discord if you want to join us I hate this (laughs) Um, and they have a system this time where uh, you can have friends visit and they can't like chop down your trees and steal all your fruit and shit but if you're best friends with someone, they can chop down your trees and steal your fruit and shit. So it is arguably a better system than Minecraft. So okay. this is the better Minecraft. I'm just, I'm What's I, the advantage of having a best friend? I'm sure there's like, oh, it's like privacy settings, I'm sure. But then the best friends could like come in and like help you terraform, I guess. But like a friend can't like fuck up your island in the same way. Got it. Because like someone could just come up in there and chop all your trees and take all your fruit. And you're like, oh my God, I have to plant all these trees again god i mean I, that's the one example that they gave in the video i'm sure there's gonna be other permissions and blah 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 um but yeah i'm super duper excited i don't have money uh so i can't pre-order it now but i will be pre-ordering it s- before it comes out because i will be playing it on launch okay period okay um i'm very excited I'm excited for you. Animal Crossing, March 20th. Good for all of you. We'll see you on the other side. Animal Crossing, new capitalism. Hmm. Late stage capitalism. <laughs> um, finally, a game that no one will be playing anymore. HQ <laughs> Trivia. 
is over. It briefly took over the world. I was on that every night for sure, trying to win money. I didn't. One of my roommates, though, did very, he made money once, like 20 yeah. bucks. Wow. Yeah. I never won. And um, had I ever won, it would have been like pennies. Yeah, I'm not great with trivia. I only got to the second to last question. I never even got to the final question. I always would lose by like round four or five. This shit is hard. Anyway. I think it just fell off like after a while, you know. That whole thing was just kind of like really sad. Like I know like the there was like some drama between the host and of course the CEO ended up dying of an overdose. Um or an apparent overdose. So I feel like once like the that stuff sort of started coming out, it was like not yeah. gonna last much longer. The host that got fired put up a tweet that was essentially saying this is the story and linked to a video. He said, this is the best version of it. So I'll put that in the show notes and uh, you can look at it if you're so inclined. Yeah, I mean, it just kind of like was like another one of these fast millennial startups that just ended in just a lot of tragedy, which seems to be the theme these days, which is... (sighs) In these past two weeks in nerddom... We're talking about a bunch of movies. It's all movies. It's all movies? It's all movies. None of them Marvel. No. Um, Is that legal? I think I think we'll make it through. <laughs> no. Borderlands uh, is being made into a movie. Great. And Eli Roth is directing it. Great. He's a horror director. I mean, who else? That's very appropriate. I'm going to skip not gonna watch that. that one. <laughs> Y'all have fun with... We were going to play Borderlands 3. What happened to us doing that? Um, I tried to play Borderlands 2 and did not like it at all. And if Borderlands 3 is just more Borderlands 2. Why the fuck? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, well. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog also came out. It became a weird beef thing. with Birds of Prey, which we actually (laughs) saw and are going to talk about. And I promise that we didn't see Birds of Prey and didn't not not see see, Sonic because of this. (laughs) I don't think I was ever planning on seeing Sonic in theaters because I don't care that much. And it was like a kid's movie. Well, it's a kid's movie, and we also feel bad that like all those people immediately lost their jobs as soon as they finished redesigning that horror show. Right. So, So, someone on the internet on Al Gore's internet, made a fake tweet, like a satirical joke at the expense of Sonic and said, wow, can't believe there were so many homophobic slurs in <laughs> in Sonic. <laughs> Go see Birds of Prey. Just like kind of as a joke. And a bunch of right-wing YouTube fanatics took that seriously and were like, the social justice warrior feminists are gunning for Sonic. And then when Sonic was like the best box office opening for a video game franchise movie ever. Because pause, it's a kid's movie. So a lot of kids, like this was not the, this was not ready player one. This was exactly People were going to go see Sonic because it's it's Sonic. It's for children. People love Sonic Which is fine. There's a baby Sonic in there. Like, Take the kids. I, we don't even Go need to defend it. Like, it's great that Sonic was the number one at the box office. Like, fantastic. Good Game for Sonic. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but not for these people. So no. <laughs> they just, <laughs> they completely went off the deep end and it became a thing, but it was the most one-sided thing ever. All I saw on Twitter were a bunch of, you know, the usual crowd of so-called SGW people me included, who were like, what the fuck? Like, no one has any beef with this movie for real. Like, it was just a joke. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, yeah. It doesn't really matter. Sonic uh, has made and will make a lot of money. YouTubers are dumb. So, Birds of Prey, we did see it. Uh, We did see Birds of Prey at Alamo. And might I say, Mm. all of the Harley Quinn-themed cocktails Sounded disgusting. <laughs> they just sounded like, here's alcohol, and then here's sugar to go along with the alcohol. 
Blech. I drank none of them. I was very disappointed. I never would. But they were there. <laughs> so I did like was I like that's the thing I love like when we went to go see Avengers, like I got the whole oh smash uh-huh. cocktail or whatever the yes, fuck. We know. We know. We know. And I've talked we know, about we know, it. I just we know, we know, we know, we know. I love a good themed cocktail. We know, we know, I love we know. themes. So <laughs> the movie itself. I'll go first because I'm more critical. You are more critical and uh, succinct, and I'm just going to babble. So I do not particularly enjoy the DC universe, and that's not just the film universe. It is everything. I just don't particularly love DC. That said, I do like Batman the most, and I like Batman's aesthetic the most. And I really appreciate the way that the movie was made very true to what I know Harley Quinn to be. Harley Quinn originated in the Dark Knight uh, animated series, Batman, the Dark Knight animated series. I've watched every episode of that like three or four times. It is absolutely the undisputed king of animated shows. Um, Harley Quinn was in this movie exactly what I expected. I didn't see Suicide Squad, so I didn't know what Margot Robbie did with the character. She completely nailed it. Like, she's Harley Quinn. It's fantastic. She does such a great job. I just don't quite get the atmosphere. The final fight, for instance. So, spoiler alert. This is a spoiler alert for Birds of Prey. And the emancipation of Big Nick's sour feelings towards DC movies. The final fight takes place in like a fun house. That's exactly where a Harley Quinn final battle would take place. Right. That makes perfect sense. And like it was a fun house, there was weird, wacky shit going on. So there were things moving that were knocking people over and stuff. It almost felt like that really campy, old school Batman live action show. Yeah. Um, that is absolutely the vibe they got, but updated for the 21st century. I think that's really cool, but as far as like a world-building thing, it doesn't fit with the other stuff that is going on in the DC universe. And I think that's why the DC universe has such a hard time because there are so many different vibes, even within the same franchise. Like the Dark Knight Batman and that version of Harley Quinn are not necessarily compatible. And ultimately, I think that the movie, as long as you don't tie it to anything else, if you just take it for what it is, it is really good. I had a great time watching it. I would totally watch it again, and I would watch any sequels related to it. It was great. It was great. And on your comment about the continuity and how it fits the large universe, um, I don't really give a fuck. DC clearly and Warner Brothers clearly do not give a shit about any of these movies connecting to one one another at all. Yeah. So, like, I don't give a shit anymore either. And honestly, I think that they're better for it. Like, I don't want them to replicate what they're doing with the MCU because they tried it with Justice League and failed miserably. Yeah. That movie was garbage. I still enjoyed it. Yeah. But it was garbage. And not in, like, a Fast and Furious franchise kind of garbage. It was a special kind of funk. Anyway. I quit watching it. I did start it, and I couldn't. (laughs) Really? When was this? I don't remember. I just really, I couldn't get through it. Oh. What am I going to do? Anyway, Birds of Prey and the Emancipation of One Harley Quinn was amazing. I loved it. It was a lot of fun. I think everyone really hit their marks on the roles. Rosie Perez. Standout performance to me. <laughs> she was great. I loved her in it. <laughs> um, I love the vibe. I thought it was very funny. It was very like, fuck men. Fuck all of y'all. Great. Love to see it. It was. The, it, it, the action sequence were really great. They were well choreographed, well acted, well stunted, well shot. It was very like. All but one of them. Which one? Well, the one where the one where she's attacked at her home. Oh, yeah, that one sucked. Yeah. There's no. You're right. <laughs> there's like multiple things happening in that scene, yeah, and they all just makes... disappear, and everything goes. It's like, why on earth 
Is she able to have a calm, collected conversation with anyone after a bomb goes off? <laughs> like, because she's Harley Quinn. Who knows? Make All right, whatever. Sense. There's some weird. Okay, continuity issues aside. Blah blah blah. I remember the one big thing everyone was saying about it was like, oh well, it has some pacing issues. And you know what? I'm gonna fuck. You wanna know why? You know what else is pacing issues? Literally half, if not more than half of the movies in the MCU. If I'm, if I'm keeping it a buck. Or all okay. movies, A. B, I think that argument is bullshit. And the reason why is because the pacing issues all come from what? Non-linear storytelling. It's horrible. Never do it. <laughs> yes, they did tell the story non-linearly. And I didn't mind it too much. I kind of wish they didn't do that. Uh, but, but, the I way will they say, introduced it, it made sense. But then at a certain point, they jump so far back that you're yeah. like, what the fuck? They do, they kind of jump back really just to get Huntress in the mix. That was really the reason why they did that. Um, which is fine. Uh, you know, I loved it. I love the characterization of the characters. I, it's funny because I've never seen Huntress portrayed in such like a... Hmm, what's the way I would describe her? Kind of like emo goth girl, emo goth girl, but like also cloaked person from Teen Titans. No, but I mean, she's also was like, it was like relatable. The cloaked person from Teen Titans. What Raven? Yes, Christ. No, Raven is just all emo, sad all the time. She like That's I felt like Huntress was like funny. Raven's funny. I mean, but like, act not like purposefully funny. She was just like. I don't think like trying to get her name out and everyone's like, you're the blah, blah killer. She's like, I'm a huntress though. Whatever. It just was an interesting thing. I don't really, like, I'm not. I think we're saying the same thing. You just disagree. You disagree with me thinking that Raven is like that, but I know exactly what you're talking about. I, 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 I Cartoon animated Raven, sure. Every other iteration, no. Well, that's all I know. Of course, it's all you know because you don't like DC. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, um, the I didn't need any of them to be comic accurate. I mean, besides Harley Quinn, uh, but I think they all worked with each other. It was great. I actually kind of wish there was a little bit more screen time with all of them together because like, the chemistry at the end was really fun. Yeah, it did happen very abruptly. Yeah. yeah. I remember the person came by and was like, 40 minutes, let's go. And I was like, I wait, was like, what? I did not finish this Asian Sam and Sally yet. I what you talking think about? That we have a full plot yet. <laughs> <laughs> like we we kind of didn't. Also, shout out to Alamo Draft House's uh, Asian Sam and Salad. It always slaps. It is always hard to eat though, because I feel like it's like a it's crunch. It's a lot of crunch. It's like loud. It's like louder than popcorn. I felt like I was being super loud. Was I being loud eating it? I didn't think so, and I'm usually very sensitive. You're very sensitive. Also, the uh, hard part about eating that salad is that it's dark. So I'm, I'm like digging in there. I'm like, is this? Is there gonna be fish on this fork? Is there gonna be little crunchy shit on this fork? Is there gonna be some spinach on this fork? I don't know. I'm gonna eat it. It's delicious. I get. Ooh, it is difficult to eat in there. I think. It's very difficult. To eat that I mean, if you get a burger, you know what the fuck you're gonna get. <laughs> you get a salad with a whole bunch of shit in it. Anyway, we're we've diverged. Um, go see Birds of Prey. Uh, I guess fuck Sonic. Go <laughs> um, <laughs> see Sonic. Fuck Burns Brand. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, that's all. I, I loved it. It was great. It was a lot of fun. I won't yeah. watch it again. I would. I thought it was fun. Like a Sunday afternoon, like a year from now. Sure. Yeah, it's on TBS. It's on TBS. It's on it's HBO. Edited. Sure. But I'm not. This is not like I need to go see this three times. There. Sure. You know, I'm not going to go. This, is, this ain't Endgame. Okay. But I liked it. Shout out to Margot Robbie. She, she, really, she, she did that. Produce it herself, Would you like too. to keep going? Uh, no, I think I'm good. Okay. Why don't you drop some music? Well, so, the one time we have something positive to say about DC. Are you <laughs> done yet, nigga? Let's, let's go. Okay, let's go. Did you play any new games this week? No. But. But. You got further along in the division. Y'all, I am suffering. I'm not suffering. Uh, we, shout out to gamer friend Enya. We've been. Who? Enya. Edna? 
Edna? Oh, yes. Shout out to gamer friend Edna. Oh, okay. Uh, who we've been <laughs> playing The Division with. Um, it, it, I like, I do like The Division. It's, it, I love, I love it. I would say it's a great cover base shooter. It looks great. It sounds fantastic. Uh, the story is great, but also the parallel with this coronavirus thing, I'm not really feeling it right now. <laughs> Anyway, uh, we've been playing it. What are we like halfway through now? Maybe uh, we're a little more. God, than please through. say okay. Thank God. Uh, uh, the base of the base, not, right? There's still DLC. Well, no, not the DLC. You probably have about as much endgame content. Oh, but here's the thing. Here, now let me let me and let me explain why I'm making that tone of voice first. I do love the division. I it's in short spurts. It is an exhausting game to play to me i just think because like it's longer it's a it's dark i can't see half the fucking time um it's you know it's so heady sometimes the game suffers from its own design yes oh upgrading is just complete bullshit the problem is none of that stuff is fun right until you are god tier which I'm not. Right. I created a second character to run through the story with Edna yes. and Cedric. Yes. And look at this gamer. It is not as fun because <laughs> your weapons are not hitting as hard and you're not no. like build crafting and things like that. Yeah. I had so a gun. So it's not worth it. I had a gun that had, it's, it's a fucking light machine gun, 200 bullets in a magazine. Or I guess is that how you, yeah. is, that how, is that the right terminology I'm using? Who knows? Who As knows? Bangalore. <laughs> uh, but the and dude, the whole thing in a yellow bar, and the yellow bar was like, "What do you think this is?" Yeah, Apex Legends. The no. thing is, you don't. It's not worth it to modify your guns because you're right. swapping them out so frequently, like every ten minutes. But that does stop when you hit level thirty. I think I might spend as much time in that inventory menu <laughs> as I am playing the game. Yes, it's a huge problem. And that I what the fuck? I That's just why want, Gear 2.0 is coming to, I need, to stop that. I just want, I want the lazy gamer option. I want no the lower case C casual. No. Please just no put the best. It's a division or Sorry. give me less guns. I don't know. Give me less <laughs> fucking so knee loot. pads, man. <laughs> it's fuck. I hate it. It's so much loot. I'm so tired. It is an inventory management nightmare, but that's what all the changes are for. It's so exciting. So what are the... Fuck it. We're going to talk about this when we're done anyway. So I'll we'll see if my tune changes when inventory 2.0 comes. Yeah, fair enough. Hmm. Uh, Apex, we returned to the original very first map. No changes. Like, that was the day one map. And it felt so good. So fun. It did. Um, because I'm a lot better in Apex than I was in season one. Mm, that's true. Oh, are you trying to talk some shit? No. You got why, something to say? No. Why would I ever do that? Hmm. Anyway, it has been very satisfying to go back to Kings Canyon and not be flailing around the whole time. Like, I remember when I first, in the first season, I didn't have any preferences for what guns I wanted to play with. Now, I have favorites. Mm. I'll pick things over other things based on attachments. Also, wild how big of a difference the map makes in terms of using a sniper. Oh, I yes. never wanted to use a sniper in Kings Canyon uh, when we were playing it for that 48-hour period that it was open. Um, I, I just didn't ever want to. Because it it's too worthless. small. Yeah, it's too fucking small. Very rarely are you getting into fights that are super long-range like that. Yeah. Anyway, um, we won't keep you. Uh, that, that was really it. That's pretty much all we've been playing. <laughs> uh, we've got a few very special episodes coming up. But before we go, we did say that we wanted to do some housekeeping. Yes. So exciting. I'll let Cedric take it away. All right, Gamer Friends. Have you ever listened to an episode of Gamer Friends and thought, hmm, I would love to contribute to them? There 
funny and witty and have such wonderful insights about this wonderful world of gaming. And I, no matter where I stand on the casual to capital G gamer scale, feel like I'm being listened to and I'm trying. It's it's hard. (laughs) It's a lot. It's a lot. And I really fell off. And that's fine. But all that to get to the exciting news that we are starting a Patreon. I am once again asking for your support. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, once you're done uh, supporting whatever candidate you're going to support for president. Uh, you can send that money to us, baby, if you want. Um, we are going to do a pay-what-you-can model. Um, we do know that most people who are doing Patreon stuff are not in it for all the perks and rewards. And to be honest, we just want to focus on making this show as good as possible. And really just to keep up with like the cost. So right now, all of it is out of pocket. Um, that includes like hosting on SoundCloud and on Squarespace. Uh, any maintenance, like my Pro Tools subscription, is, you know, is, we pay for out-of-pocket. My Adobe subscription is I can make fake graphics for online. That's what I'll out-of-pocket. Uh, and then, you know, time, energy, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, it's not, like, crazy expensive, but any little bit helps. If you're going to be the first person to donate, don't be like, oh, no, nobody's donating. Donate. Because literally <laughs> one, like, any dollar amount that I no longer have to pay out of pocket to put the show together would be dope. Um, and, you know, I'm not, we're not here sitting here like, oh yeah, we're going to make a million dollars. I get to quit my day job or whatever. That's not the point. I think the point is to just, you know, help keep the show going. We've been doing it for now for two years, which is exciting. Two years! Two years! It's two our two-year anniversary. It's our two-year anniversary, um, which is exciting. Um, and it's been a lot of fun doing this. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think for me, I... You know, I wanted to start the project as like a little producer playground because no one would let me produce podcasts for money. <laughs> <laughs> and then it turned into this, uh, which I, you know, I do like, you know, making the show. I like hearing comments about the show and, um, you know, I want to keep it going, but I'm, I'm, I ain't got no money. So. <laughs> We're very poor. We're very poor. I mean, the show will keep going <laughs> if nobody decides to <laughs> Don't, we do Patreon love making it, so it's not going to stop. If you can't afford to donate, then then don't. Yeah, uh, no. it's, it's Telling not a friend, drive. yeah, exactly. Telling no a friend guilt. would be super helpful, as it always is. Um, leaving a rating and review, leaving a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, always super helpful. There are plenty of ways to help us out uh, and continue the good the, the expansion of Game of Friends. Uh, if you cannot do that monetarily, we still love y'all. But for those who want to and have the resources to do so that is an available option word uh well i think that is a show and a wrap on on two years two whole years wow so yeah follow us on instagram follow us on twitter there is a link to the discord oh my god in the show notes you already knew that and now a link for the patreon uh check them all out share them click them and all that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we will see you in about two weeks, everyone. See y'all. Deuces. Bye.